Hello everybody, this is a pre-recorded Two Smoking Microphones message. My name is Connor and my co-host is Harry. This episode will continue off from where the last episode ended. Enjoy! So moving on. 2022. the beginning of this year, we have Moon Knight. Was that the first thing this year? Yep. What month was that? March, I think. February. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, I like. I really enjoyed Moon Knight. I think I loved Moon Knight. I thought it was great. I, yeah, I think Oscar Isaac was brilliant. I think, um, well, I think all the cast were great. Um, I think it was really good, a really interesting story. Um, I do think I l- the finale was a little bit of a letdown for me. Yeah, same, same with all of them. <laughs> um, what I liked most is how it doesn't feel attached to the MCU. Yes, it felt very separate. Like it felt like, oh, this is its own story. This is the uh, this is the thing going on. It references like the other gods and that. Like, well, briefly, it references um Bast. Yep. Obviously, the Wakandan god. So you know, there is that link to the MCU. I like the idea of the show trying to misdirect you and being like, oh, it's actually all in his head, but then it's not. It was very much a. It it that was just his own really show good, that just so happened to be set in the MCU, which I think worked for it because it had no. Yeah. It had no boundaries. It could do what it wanted to do without worrying about all the extra stuff. I liked Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah, he, he was wasn't good. doing much, but I did like Ethan Hawke. Um, I liked Stephen in particular. Yeah, um, everyone loves Stephen. He's precious. Um, um, I liked I liked Con- like Conchu as well. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, it was a. I watched it. I've watched it all the way through twice. I think because I watched it with my mum as well. But like it's, re- I've really liked it a lot. Like I thought it, I like, I did like. I mean, I know some people didn't, but I understand for being a Disney show, like on Disney Plus, like how when it it has its little method to cut away from the action, it's like it's, it's because he's switching into um, Jake Lockley. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, that was the bit. I think the thing I found most frustrating was the final episode where you had all this build up for this this fight against him and the villain, and then it just. It changed, which I get when you see the post credit yeah. scene, you understand it. But at the same time, I don't I mind. I don't mind I that because there's also like there's the moment where he stabs that guy as well earlier on, and like um, Mark is like, "Stephen, why would you? Why did you do that?" And he's like, "It wasn't me." And it's like obviously, so you know, obviously we know as fans that there's another personality. Yeah, but like I, I liked that. I did actually like that as a plot device. It's a, it's a good little as I mean I think maybe that's me as a writer being like I like that as a plot device because it gets you out of having to do big action sequences. Yeah, like, see for me, but I think I it underst- did. I still think it did give you that action, but it, like it it doesn't show you the more aggressive action because again it's a Disney show. No, of course, and I mean I do I appreciate it as a plot device, but I just think for me it became really frustrating towards the end. Um, but I think the did best it twice, I think. Well, no, but. For me, it, it that was my biggest frustration, the fact it did it in the finale for like the crucial kind of part. Which again no. I do understand as a plot I get device. why No, I get why people would want to see that. Like I'm in my mind I'm like, yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. But in a show where it's more appropriate, this didn't feel like but just because it is where, you know, MCU Disney family stuff. No, that's you know fair. what I mean? That's that's that's, that's, yeah. that's my only thing about that. Like, if it was say for example, if it was on Netflix and they did that same thing they did in this show, I would be more annoyed there because I know what you can get away with on Netflix, for example. Yeah, 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 I get you. But because it's on Disney, I can forgive it. I think that's yeah. the point I'm making. No, no, I understand, yeah, yeah. I think... Not I that, like, 
because I'd like to see that as well. I, I can even think about it in my head and being like how it would be cool to just see him. To, like he's still in the Moon Knight costume, but like you don't know who it is. Yeah. Like that that would be an interesting thing to see, but I can get why they didn't do it. I think I think because of those reasons, I'd give it memorable. It's sort of best show ever. Oh, um, I wasn't going to. Yeah, I don't think it's best, but yeah, memorable definitely. I did really enjoy it. Cool. Uh, then after Moon Knight, we finally got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, I need to rewatch. Oh wait, that, sorry, actually. sorry. One second. Moon Knight. Does it reference the blip? No. No. Does it set up stuff for the future? Mm, Possibly. Not, not really, though. Nah. Like Jake Lockley, but that doesn't really set up anything for the future. That just... I'll just put no then, yeah. No. Sorry, Moon Knight, but you are one of two things. Include... Moon Knight, yeah. Cause... But then again, it was also... They were approaching it as if it was just one and done. Yeah, no, they um, were very clear, yeah. But they, they... it's going to get a season two. Oh, 100%, yeah. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um. So with this, I do want to go back and rewatch it. I know you some should. people... Um, over time have not enjoyed it as much i i just really enjoyed it i thought i thought it was quite a good film i don't think it's the best film by any chance um but i think uh i do think it's a strong film i liked but i like Cumberbatch and elizabeth olsen in this i thought wanda was great i mean i know we spoke about this but but um i understood why she was doing what she was doing didn't not necessarily mean she was right, but I understood because they, with the help of One Division, I think. Um, I loved I loved the little cameos in the middle of the film. They made me very happy. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this film. I can't. I do understand the faults in it, and I do understand some of its weaknesses, but I can't say I didn't enjoy it because because I did. Yeah. I liked that the cameos was like put to one little sequence rather than like scattered throughout the film. Like when people were talking about it being like, there's going to be this cameo and this cameo and this cameo. And it was like, no, it's just one little scene. And then Wanda just kills them all. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't overbearing. It was just like, right, here's your cameo part. And now it's gone. Right. Which is another thing was like, I've heard people sort of try and criticize it being like, oh, it's just cameos. And it's like, not really. Like, no. the cameos are in one little sequence. There's no, like, big build-up to the cameos. It's like, here we go, we're going to go and see the Illuminati. And it's like, here they are. They're all dead. But also, <laughs> for a film that's all about the multiverse, they could have done a whole lot more, but they chose to restrict it to just a few. Yeah, they they chose to, to sort of focus on the story, it feels like, of like, the character, of the like, Wanda wants her kids back. Like, that's it. Yeah. Um, and I also like how it's one of the... There's a couple of other ones that I've seen talked about. And I can't remember which ones they are now. But like of finales in the MCU that, or like in, that aren't all about big action sequences. And the finale in this one isn't about a big action sequence. It's just about what's going to be the biggest moment that's really going to hurt Wanda. Yes. Like not hurt Wanda, but make her realise you know, what she's doing. Makes her see what she's doing yeah. is wrong. Yeah, so rather than it being a oh, big fight between Wanda and Doctor Strange, it's not that. Yeah, if you, th- I don't think they really, they don't. The two of them don't really fight, do they? Like they come to blows, but like not a big fight with each other. No, it's not a big fight scene between them. So you know that's interesting. Um, yeah. I like the, the introduction of Mer- of America Chavez. 
Yep, she was really fun in this, I thought. Um, we don't get much Wong, but Wong is around. I mean, Wong's great wherever he's in, to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, we also then, obviously, we get... the. I like... I do... I, I've seen people criticise it, but I've also seen people love it. The little music fight with the other Doctor Strange. That's fun. See, I enjoyed that bit, but I do understand why people don't like it. But then it's like... I really enjoyed it. I it was great, because, like, the music that they're throwing at each other is the music that's playing. So it's, like, that's really cool. Well, I wanted to see a variation of magic, and that's what you've got. There was... I mean, yeah, I thought you were about to say there wasn't any. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, people, variations. People were saying after the first one, oh, there wasn't enough variety of magic. And then in this one, they were like, oh, why is he using music notes as, as weapons? And I'm but like, because you know, he's experimenting. I think, most, I think the, complaint, the complaints mostly is probably that he's not going, oh, this is what I'm doing now, and this is the what I'm doing now. It's like, no, he's just using loads of different magic things. And if you're really big fans of the comics and stuff like that, you'll probably pick up on it. Yeah, and be like, oh, that's that thing from the comics. Oh, that's that thing from the comics. But like, as a casual viewer, I was just like, oh, this is there's a lot of cool visual things happening here. Yeah, I had more fun with it the second time when I could see it for what it was. Like, it's just like it's just a Sam Raimi superhero movie. It's got his yeah. fingerprints all over it. Oh, hundred percent. Like the, with the uh, subtle horror-y kind of things, and it does get pretty dark in the middle there. Yeah, for sure. And my favorite cameo. Is obviously Black Bolt because I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, yeah. Didn't expect that at all. Oh my god, it's Black Bolt! Oh no, his head's blown up. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, I liked I liked that one a lot. Um, I'll give it memorable. Yeah, I think I'm the same. Memorable? Does it reference the blip? No. Does it set up something for the future? Yes. Yeah, kind of. He's Doctor Strange's three eyes now, and he's friends with Charlize Theron. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we have... Well, technically the show started first, but it ended after the film came out, so we'll go with the film next. Thor, Love and Thunder. Okay. Um, does, it reference, does it reference the blip? No. No? No, no. Wait, no. I don't remember. No. Uh, does it set up something for the future? Not really. What's the post credit scenes for this? Hercules. I guess it does then. Does it? Does it really? It's just to introduce... We, I mean, Zeus is in the film. So, like... Yeah, but... The fact that Hercules is there, like, it doesn't... They've even said, oh, this doesn't mean Hercules is going to fight Thor next time. It just means that he's in the universe. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it does, personally. I don't know. I I'll don't... say no then, yeah. But no. I think that's a stretch to be like, just because Hercules shows up, it sets up for the future. I think for me um, with this film, you know, I had a lot of fun with it. it. I found it funny. I found it interesting. But I completely understand why some people were disappointed and let down from it. Um, I do think, I need, again, a lot with a lot of these, I do need to rewatch it. Um... But I can't. I can't say I didn't have fun with it because I did. Um, I'll say there were moments when the cinema, when I was watching it, where I was having fun. But then, like it, it never took itself seriously. Thor never took himself seriously. The character of Thor feels like he's gone through such a degeneration to the point where I don't even like the character anymore. Like, yeah, Thor Ragnarok was the perfect version of Thor for me, um, or in, even Infinity War, um, but. Like, um, 
your villain's called the God Butcher, yet on screen he kills one god. Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not a big fan. The villain did let me down. For There's this. a video I watched recently which was basically saying that the reason why one of the reasons why Thor Love and Thunder is so bad is because the dialogue is terrible. Yeah. Like I can't remember the one of the big examples of it, but there's like mo- there's that moment where like, you know where where he's like, oh no, Sif has lost her arm in battle, and she's like, oh no, let me die as a death like a warrior, and then I'll go to Valhalla, and it's like it's played everything's played as a joke, but not everything is funny, and it's like yeah, not, oh, she not died everything... in this great battle, a god, a big god, no, she not didn't die, so she's injured in this great battle, a god died in this great battle. Can we not see any of that? Like, I think then... I think that's. I think also that's that's just too much Taika with TT as well. Like not in a horrible way, but like this like, film it, is. The thing is, I don't know why. I see a lot of people criticizing specifically Taika Waititi for this, and while I do think he's very much at fault because he wrote this film, he didn't write for Ragnarok. Um, yeah. They, you're saying not you, but a lot of people are saying this based on Taika Waititi doing Thor. A lot of people who don't like this one because of Taika Waititi didn't like Ragnarok because of Taika Waititi. But yeah. I'd say you haven't seen any other Taika Waititi films then because Hunt for the Wilder People is great. Boy is great. Jojo Rabbit is great. He can make amazing movies. He can oh, tell yeah. fantastic stories. This is one of the examples where I just think he did not care. Yes. And as much as I don't want to assume that, because you can't, I can't assume what's going on in his life. Um, but this film just feels like he did not care. Yeah, it definitely felt like he had more care for Ragnarok than he did for this. But then that's in the example. He didn't write Ragnarok, he just directed it and added jokes. Added some jokes to it. I'm just saying, that's the only difference. He had control over this one, complete control. And he did say, he even said it in interviews, being like, oh yeah, it's going to be just joke after joke, that's it. It's going to be really silly and stupid. Because that was the problem for me, is as much as I'd have really entertained, it was entertaining it did feel like every single line was meant to be played as a joke. It was and after a while, it gets tiring. It was entertaining with no substance. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was nothing in the film that kept me gripped. Like, I, they didn't even do the Jane stuff, right, it feels like. Yeah. Um, I'd like to try and find that example of the dialogue thing that I saw, but I'll, maybe I'll find the video and just send it to you. Yeah, do it, man. If you feel like watching that, but... Um, I'd yeah, give I it don't just know. a film, honestly. I give it what? Sorry, I'd give it just a film. Just, you'd give it just a film. Yeah. The more and more I think about this, I'm because uh, this was one of the ones I was most excited for because I really liked Ragnarok and I started to really appreciate the character of Thor, and I was just thoroughly disappointed with this film. But like I said, like you say, I had fun with it when I saw it. Yeah. But I've thought about it more and meant when it was like, oh, but then again, there wasn't any like. Okay, I had fun. I was laughing along with like, some of the joke bits that I liked, but for the most part, I was always expecting there to be something more. The and then the bits that were filmed in the volume all felt like they were filmed in the volume. The ending yep. is just in a white white room for no reason. Yep. Like, and in the end, he's just like, "Oh, I'll take your daughter, and she'll be my daughter because in real life, she is my daughter." <laughs> it just felt um, like a lot of happenstance, and even like I think if this is a matter of like. Because we've heard this before from Chris Hemsworth, where he's like, "Yeah, I might come back to the role if like it feels like there's another like if there feels like the character's been reinvented or something." That's it. The example of the bad dialogue is when he's talking to the Guardians and like he's saying stuff like, "I don't know what he says," but Chris Pratt's reply is, "It's like for someone who's lived for a thousand of years, you have no idea who you are." 
Yeah. It's like, thanks for telling us what's going on. Like, just for telling us. This is a, the film's a big example for show don't tell. Because <laughs> yeah, it just sure. tells you everything. Um, I don't know. Because of how annoyed I am, I'm going to give it worst movie ever. Fair play. And I've even said this or alluded to it before. I think this is the worst MCU film. Really? Mm-hmm. Shit. Thor The Dark World is not that bad. <laughs> I like Thor The Dark World, personally. Like, but... I've, I like parts of it. I do think it's, it's, it's lacking in the villain area, but it's not a bad film. Yeah. This, I think it is objectively a bad film. <laughs> I don't know what my worst MCU one overall is, but I'd have to have a look and have a think. Um, but yeah, fair. I just, yeah, I do not like this film at all. <laughs> so what... Um, <laughs> Cho is was you uh, said started before. Oh, okay, okay. So, so my thing I'll start off with when I talk about Ms. Marvel is I watched it recently with my mum, so I've seen yep. it a second time. Okay. Binging it, it worked so much better. Watching it in one sitting was so much more effective. Okay, because it I feels like a film then. For me, straight out the gate, uh, I really hope I pronounce her name right. Iman Vellani. Mm-hmm. Is is fucking brilliant in this. Like she, you can tell. Right, you can tell when when you watch some of these MCU projects, you can tell when the actors really enjoying what they're doing and they're enjoying the script. Right, with Iman Vellani, Vellani, sorry, she not only loves what she's doing, you can tell that she just absolutely fucking loves this character to its core and yep. the MCU in general, and that comes across in her performance in every episode. Yeah. Um, and I think she, I think the representation that, that the show shows and the relationships with her and her mum and her dad in particular and her, her nanny, is that how you say it? Um, well, just be her grandmother. Her grandmother. I think are the strongest parts, <laughs> are the strongest parts of this show. Um, and I think she absolutely shines right through. Um, yeah, that was that was the biggest takeaway for me. Mm-hmm. watching this was was I didn't I didn't love the show I will be honest but I think in terms of her as a character and um and her I'm like I want to see more of Kamala I want to see more of the dynamic she will have with these other characters I want to see her meet Captain Marvel and see her reaction to it um and I liked watching some of the behind the scenes stuff as well of just her going her enthusiasm for this role and how much she's appreciative of it just the MCU in general. She's in fact, she's a fan, isn't she? So yeah, and that's what that's what I mean. Like, it comes across so well on screen. Yep. Um, I think I think the villains were, I think the villains were interesting, but I do think it, it fell towards the end a little bit villain wise. And oh yeah, um, the villain plot is the way it wraps up is really weird. But like like I said, when I actually watched it in in one complete sitting, it did feel more coherent. But when you're going week to week with that villain plot, it just feels like nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. again, it still feels like nothing. It does feel like they just come out of the blue, and I feel like maybe because because they were trying to do something similar to because obviously they refer to them as jinn, which is obviously a um some sort of Islamic creature, I yeah, don't know, some demon thing. I don't. I think it's supposed to be like that. So I think maybe that's one of the reasons they did that. And then I think I think the fact that not that it's resolved in the penultimate episode, but the fact that the final episode then shifts more onto the Department of Damage Control, which I understand in terms of its plot, but at the same time it just felt a bit, a little messy. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's where it let me down a little bit. Yeah, um, I feel like I feel the same in terms of like the villain stuff with the anti- or the antagonist. The, that all stuff didn't fit as they didn't find the best way to make that all fit, or they didn't choose like the best villain idea or whatever. But like, I did like the idea of you know Kamala coming to terms with her powers and all that kind of stuff, and then also with relationships with her family and how you know obviously she feels like no one around her really understands her and that as she's yeah also dealing with this going through this big change as well so it's very much like a story that kind of talks about like the um i don't know the teen experience i suppose yeah and here's a question i was going to ask you actually because one of the things i really liked about because basically for those who don't know i was speaking to Connor about this when this first came out i watched the first episode and it just didn't i don't know why i just couldn't i couldn't get into it and i think uh, there was a lot of people around me that were saying they wasn't really enjoying it and i think i was taking people's opinions too much on board and I, I ended up not watching it until very recently and it's been one of the only mcu shows i i fell off completely um so i've gone and rewatched it recently and i rewatched the first episode and i had because i had a bit of a di- more distance from it i enjoyed it a lot more um one of the questions i've got is in especially in the first episode i like how like for example, at the beginning when she's looking out at the sky and you see Captain Marvel like illustrated flying next to her, and you mm-hmm. had all the kind of how the world became not a cartoon, but there was there'd be like comic book elements to it. There was a lot of things where where they're going, they're walking around like through the first episode, and you can see things in graffiti and that, and that's like telling you what's going on, or like you know, there's yeah, a lot of that, that kind of. If that's what you mean, yeah. Does that fall off as the series goes on? It falls off pretty much immediately, but I think a big example of that is because that was done by different directors to the finale. The finale that and the finale did uh, the directors for the first episode and the finale was Adil and Bilal, who directed yeah. the most recent um, Bad Boys. Bad Boys, and they also had their bad their Batgirl film scrapped. Yes, um, I think maybe that was part of that, but it does very much fall off. Like immediately, there is a lot of elements of it still being used with like text messages and stuff like that. Yeah, um, which I think is effective. And then even then, I'm thinking, is that also in the first episode? I think there's still some uses of it in other episodes, but not as much. It does very much fall off pretty quickly. Yeah, because I, I that was one of the things I quite enjoyed, especially in the first episodes when it when it fell off. Like, it was very much of like, a, oh, okay, this is a, 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 it's a big stylistic change to just have that stop all of a sudden. Yeah. I think. I don't know if um, you want to maybe get into the mindset of um, a film, a film school mindset for a second, and try and f- put 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 things in where they maybe shouldn't be. You could say maybe it's a conscious choice because after because it sort of stops when Kamala realizes, oh, maybe I need to grow out of all this stuff. You know, after she goes through the experience with AvengerCon and that. Yeah, no. Or when yeah, she's that's, that's not a bad got her chance. powers, she has a new distraction. She's got a new focus. Yeah, like, yeah. May I mean, but that's also one of those things where it's just like maybe I'm just reading into that because I can. You know, when you're in a film class and they're like, "This thing represents this," and it's like, "Well, what if it doesn't? What if the filmmaker didn't think that that fucking much about it?" Oh uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It does. It does drop off though. That thing. Um, what were your what were your feelings? Because we spoke a lot about mine. But what were your? I really liked it. I liked the family dynamic a lot because even though it's a Muslim Pakistani family, it reminds me of things I've seen with my own family or heard with my own family. Yeah. Um, coming from an Indian Sikh family. Uh, 
obviously I, I really like the episode that goes talks about uh, the partition even though it doesn't really talk about it that much yes um but it's like a big piece of history for india and that so it's very interesting to see that stuff and actually going back to that episode i really like that one the the second time i saw it isn't that the um, partitions uh episode five right like without, is that yeah yeah um yeah i agree um again really like kamala and i liked her dynamic with her friends especially bruno um i don't know uh but yeah no i really i did i did enjoy it like a lot and especially watching it again recently, because I feel like it did work really effectively as like a one whole cohesive story. Yeah. yeah. Whereas week to week it didn't, and I think Marvel are obviously realizing that as well themselves. I think. Yeah, I agree. And I'd like to, th- I'd like to think they're going to start approaching their shows differently and not trying to make films but spread them out over six episodes or whatever, because it just doesn't work. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that as well. Um, my only big, big criticism is probably this. I mean, other than the villain plot, is probably I wasn't that fond of what they did with her powers. I don't okay. know why they. I don't know why they couldn't have just made her like she is in the comics. Yeah, I know that was quite a lot of people's criticism as well. It's also mainly because I don't think it looks that great. Like I didn't mind it in the last episode when she actually starts doing, you know, when she says in big and then actually, you know, becomes bigger. <laughs> yeah. And it will probably look better in the um. Well, I'd like to assume it would probably look better in the in the Ms. Marvel film, but in the Captain in the in the Marvels. But with the way that special effects are going with the MCU at the moment, it might not. <laughs> yeah, no, I guess it's very much a case of wait and see. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what would you what would you rank this show then? What rank would you give it? Well, first off, it doesn't reference the blip. Nope. But it does set it, up. But it for does the set up for the future. Yeah, definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely does that. Um, ranking, I'd give it memorable for me. Yeah, I would give it. I'm g- I'm gonna say just the show. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Be- That's fair. Because as much as I really enjoyed Aman Valani, Valani, sorry, and Kamala, I think. I think the villain bit let me down a little bit, um, and there's no there there wasn't a standout moment for me in particular, um, but that's not to say again that's not me saying it was a bad show at all. No, I know, no, it's um, and I am excited to see her in the Marvels purely to see the character of Kamala meet Captain Marvel. And I'm excited to see what that ends up like. Yeah, um, that, I think that's going to be really fun to watch. Um, but yeah. Um. So next is I am Groot. I think this one's. I think. I think I am Groot is quite. A, is quite a simple one in terms of. It's not really it's made to be. And it's not really made to be anything. It's just made to be like here's a couple of little shorts that your kids might like. Do you know what it was? It was just nice for me and Manny to to just sit in bed for half hour and just watch these couple of shorts and be like, that's fun. I haven't got a lot to say about it, personally. No, I have nothing to say about it, really. I think it was just... Yeah, but it's fine. It's literally just a show. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd give it forgettable. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Um, but yeah, it was fun, but it was no, nothing game-changing. It was just a nice little thing to watch. Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple of little fun moments, but it, it is just, you know, something that you'd like, a, a short you would show your kids. Yeah, exactly. They're like, I want more baby group. Well, here you go, here's... 
15 minutes or however long it is 25 minutes of baby group <laughs> yeah pretty much um so uh, it doesn't reference the blip and it doesn't set up anything for the future <laughs> not not at all moving swiftly uh, on she hulk attorney at law i i really really enjoyed she hulk it's um, a lot of fun and the re- the reason the reason the reason i enjoyed it enjoyed it so much was it was always exactly what it said it was going to be. It never, it never, and I know me and you have spoke about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it never once came out and went, this is going to be end of the world level threat. It's going to be this, that, and the other. It literally just went, it's going to be a, 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 a comedy legal drama about Jennifer Walters trying to come to terms with being She-Hulk. And that's exactly what you got. Um, I think, again, like with all the shows, I think the finale was very interesting, but still a little bit of a letdown. Um, I liked the finale. I, I liked it. It was definitely different. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Daredevil's episode. Her and Daredevil's dynamic. I thought mm-hmm. she was great. Um, Tatiana Maslany was was brilliant. Um, it was just a lot of fun. I, I really liked the first episode with her, like sort of learning to be a Hulk with Hulk. I think that was my favorite episode of them all. My my favorite was the um, the Daredevil episode because I like how it brought him into it, like how he's the the costume maker's um, lawyer. Yeah, that was quite. That was very I, I enjoyed that. And the way movie, he, yeah. the way he wins the case, not the jet fuel part, but when he's like, "Oh, you know, people, you know, some people don't want their identities revealed because it could be dangerous for them. They're not like you, where they just live, you know, as their hero sort of thing." Yeah, and I guess it did um, reference what's happened with the Sokovia Accords as well. Yeah, I mean, it's the only thing to reference the Sokovia Accords since whatever. <laughs> to be like. Um, to be like, yeah, it's there's no, they no longer exist. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really, I really enjoyed the first episode with her and and Bruce's dynamic as well, like you said. And um, yeah, I think that and the Daredevil episode were my favourites. Um, yeah, but it was just, well, it was just, it's fun. Yeah, it it felt a bit new. It felt it a bit more a, like fresh air. It actually worked as a show as well. Yeah, 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 because it didn't, it didn't feel like a film. It, every no, episode, it was, yeah. You had the overarching kind of subtle plot and Jen's journey, but every episode felt different and felt new. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd I'd give it memorable for me personally. Yeah, same. Same. Um, doesn't reference the blip though. No, it doesn't. Or not? No, it doesn't actually. Well, I mean, it not... does. Hulk references that's that's where he went for that time. Actually, no, it does. I think it does directly say blip. So. It does reference the blip. Okay. Um, and it does set up for the future because Hulk has a son now. Um, True. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was She-Hulk. Um, next on the agenda is Werewolf by Night. Um, do you want to go first? I feel like I've been going first for all of them. I've not given you a chance no, to No, I don't mind. Uh, I thought Werewolf by Night was good. I liked it a lot. It's something different. Um, very different to what we've um, seen before. I It doesn't necessarily feel like it it's in the MCU or anything like that, but I like that it's there. Yeah, as like I agree. as like something that can be elaborated upon. Like those kind, those are the kinds of characters you could possibly see showing up in like a Blade story or something like that. If they do more stuff like that, and yeah. I also like that just Man Thing's there. <laughs> Man Thing was great. I fucking love Man Thing. Um, yeah, I'd agree with you. To be fair, I think that. Um, as his first kind of special presentation, I think it was interesting. It was good. Um, 
yeah, it was just fun. It was interesting. It was a new stylistic technique that I think worked. I think Marco Giacchino did a good job. Um, I'd be interested to see where it goes from here. Um, so yeah. yeah if, I wonder if they'll do more with it, like because maybe that's the kind of thing that's what you you do is you make one of these and it's like oh maybe you could make a whole show out of this like kind of monster hunter thing and he's like oh I'm friends with man thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd agree. Um, I think I, I like the cast as well. I especially like I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy who plays the main uh, Jack Russell is his name. Not the, yes, not the actor, good. the character. <laughs> yeah, he was good. The Mister Werewolf by Night, and I, I did I didn't mind the werewolf design. It's that kind of classic cheap werewolf design. Yeah, I did. Feel... Rather than rather than it being like just looking like a big dog. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me quite of like a kind of uh, old style film aesthetic, I guess, yeah. with the black and white helped as well. Um, so from a stylistic technique, I really enjoyed the look of the werewolf and and, and the designs. So um, yeah, it was good. I think I think I'd still give it just a show though. Um, I'm gonna give it memorable because I liked how different it was. But yeah. Okay, that's fair. And I did. I was surprised by how much I actually liked it. So, yeah. Um, that was Werewolf by Night. So then we come to Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, which I think's the last one, right? No, there's one more after it. Is there? Yes. Oh shit! Yeah, of course there is. So Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, does it reference the blip? No. <laughs> <laughs> it. it did you actually hear, or was it Ryan Coogler said what the story would have been about? I did, yeah. It would have been about like him uh, meeting his son, basically, after the blip. Yeah. So that would have referenced the blip. It would have. <sighs> I think, I think, and me and Connor have spoke <laughs> about this. This is all Chadwick Boseman's fault. <laughs> me and, me and Connor, yeah, me and Connor have spoke about this both on and off air. I know, I think, I think, yeah. as a film that deals with grief and how people deal with grief i think it, it's a beautiful beautiful film it just so happens to have a superhero film thrown in the mix mm-hmm. i think the superhero which, f- element make, which it all adds together to make it too long <laughs> yeah it's too long i think the superhero genre element suffers a little bit not and that's not necessarily a bad thing because the focus should be on these characters and this this emotion they're going through but they're but then because of that, there is so much in this film that that can become a bit too overpowering at points. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I really love this film. I do want to watch it again. Um, it, it, it got me really emotional. Um, I think I think Letitia Wright and Angela Bassett are absolutely outstanding in this. They steal every scene they're in. Um yeah, I, re- I really, really enjoyed this one. I think... I do see the... Crit- it is too long. I will say it is too long. Yes. Um, it's It's got fantastic performances. I think there's a lot of great emotion in it. Again, yeah, yes, it's too long. There's some lot of stuff in there that you could just cut out completely. Um, I like Namor. Yeah. Um, I liked how they did that, that character. Um, I was let down a lot by the action sequences in the film, and it feels like there's no specific directorial style on it, considering it's Ryan Coogler. Yeah, the editing I... was a bit weird towards the end for me. And I'm not, like, I liked it a lot, but I wouldn't say it's one of the... the I wouldn't say it's great. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't reference the blip, as we've said. <laughs> no, it does not. 
uh, but it does set up something for the future, uh, kind of. Really, it's only Ironheart, I guess, that it sets up for the future. Pretty much. Um, I can't think of any. I mean, and Young T'Challa. And Thunderbolts. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, what would you rank it, then? I would... See, I am I think it would be too harsh if I gave it just a, just a movie, just a film, whatever it is. So I'm going to give it memorable. I'm going to say purely based on my reaction coming out of the cinema and how I felt about it since, without rewatching it yet, I'll give it best movie ever. That's fair. That's entirely fair. Um, yeah. So, now we end with the biggest thing. No, you think we would have ended it on Black Panther, and you think they should have ended their phase on Black Panther, but no. We have to end it on the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. See, that's why I got confused, because originally they said Black Panther is the last thing in phase four. So does that yeah. make the Guardian special phase five? No, it, no. They When the Guardians... If you look it up, the Guardians of the Galaxy special says it's the last entry of Phase 4. Fair play. Um, yeah. I found I found the Guardian special extremely heartwarming. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I love Drax and Mantis's dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice to see the Guardians where they're at in between, you know, Endgame and, and Volume 3. Yeah. I, like, I do like the idea of how it puts things into place for the next film. Um, but I don't... I don't think Mantis and Drax could lead an entire project on their own. No, I think they're two think, very silly characters. <laughs> yeah, I think this was a perfect setting and opportunity for them to do that. I almost feel like, yeah, this is the only setting I think it would work. But I feel like if they did it with, I know it, it doesn't maybe work as much. But if you had like one serious character there, who's like the you know, just the, the one serious character between the two of them, it maybe would have worked. Like more, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm saying that that would have been a bit different dynamic that would have been more effective. Yeah. So, for example, if it was like a rocket was there because it's he's the more serious character, but like if the three of them rock up to Kevin Bacon's front door and the only serious one is the talking raccoon, <laughs> you know, it, I feel like that's a very good dy- dynamic. Oh, um, that'd been great and probably a missed opportunity but i get why they did it with those two and i think for a christmas thing it works it was fun i liked it less the second time i watched it yeah i've only watched it the once yeah i watched it with my mum okay on christmas day so oh nice uh does it reference the blip no no it doesn't does it no um does it set up something for the future I wouldn't say it does because it just puts things into place for the next film. And if you took this out of it, that wouldn't have made much difference. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, okay. No. Um, Overall, I think I'd give it just a show. Yeah, it's a show, isn't it? So, yeah, just a show. I think I'd give it. Yeah, maybe, maybe just a show as well. Fair enough. Just a show, so, but yeah, I like. I think it's 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 good. It's fun, but yeah, nothing special, nothing yeah. holiday special. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> that was a, that was a wonderful, uh, wonderful one there from you. Wonderful one. So, uh, out of all eighteen, one, two, three, four, five, five projects reference the blip. Bloody hell! And that's She Hulk, Eternals, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Hawkeye. 
like none of the so others. You think it would have been a lot more than that? You think that it would, yeah, the biggest event to ever happen in human history. <laughs> yeah, you think they would have actually referenced and in, it? In terms of setting up for the future, one, two, three, four, five, six out of the eighteen didn't. Jesus. And that's Moon Knight, Werewolf by Night. We kind of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, even though you could maybe say it does. What if might change in time? I'm Groot, definitely not. <laughs> and Thor: Love and Thunder, maybe it's a stretch to say. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because what if what if Hercules never comes back? <laughs> and let's be honest, he probably won't. And they're not in order because obviously cause I've done this in an Excel thing, so I haven't got it all in order. But I uh, so we'll go through. Let me from top to worst. So we both gave three things best. No, sorry, you gave more. I do. You gave best movie ever to No Way Home, Shang Chi, and Black Panther. Yep. Um, and you gave best show ever to Loki. Nice. You gave memorable to WandaVision, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Doctor Strange. Okay. You gave just a show to I Am Groot, The Holiday Special, What If, Hawkeye, Werewolf by Night, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Ms. Marvel. Yep. Uh, just a film to Love and Thunder. And you gave Forgettable to Eternals and Black Widow. Yes. And then for me... actually represents how I feel. Yeah. For me, I gave best movie ever to No Way Home, Shang-Chi, and Loki. Well, best show ever to Loki. Um, gave memorable to Black Panther, Black Widow, Werewolf by Night, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Ms. Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Doctor Strange. Gave just a film to Just Eternals. Gave just a show to Guardians, What If, Hawkeye, WandaVision. That's it. And then I, I gave Forgettable to I'm Groot. And worst movie ever to Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. So let me quickly put it back to my ranking and see if that's accurate. I think my ranking. I feel I like the only thing accurate. that might move is Eternals. I think mine was Moon Knight. But for the most part, mine looks the same. Cool. So our our final our final rankings then? Wanna do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, you go first. Okay. So, um, what if are we going? Be... I would say are we are we going bottom to top. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Bottom to top. Bottom to top. Cool. Um. So, what if would be at the bottom? Um. And then is for me Eternals, mm-hmm. Black Widow. The Wait, one, one second. One, one second. One second. One second. Sorry. Okay. Um. So. What if at the bottom you said yeah? Yeah. And then Eternals. Yep. Cool. Go. Uh, Black Widow. Mhm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Why can't I find it? <laughs> there it is. Yep. Carry on. Uh, I am Groot. Yep. Werewolf by Night. Yep. Hawkeye. Yep. Um, Miss Marvel. Yep. Four Love and Thunder. Yep. Guardians. Yep. Sorry. Yep. One Division. Yep. Moon Knight. Yep. Doctor Strange. Yep. She Hulk. Yep. Loki. Yep. 
Black Panther. Yep. Shang-Chi. Yep. And Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. Cool. That's a good ranking. Some of those, I wouldn't have expected some of those. Really? This the, the order it's in, like only because it's different to my. So you got because yeah, No Way Home at the top, Shang Chi, Black Panther, Loki, She Hulk, yeah. I think yeah, I think like She Hulk for example, I didn't expect it to be that high, but I guess. I think it's because yeah. it was so different and it was so much yeah. fun. I think it was a nice kind of breather from everything was, else. And there were so many man babies that hated it. Yeah. So, good ranking. My final ranking. In eighteenth place is Thor. Nice. In 17th place is I'm Groot. Yep. 16, What If. Uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Hawkeye. WandaVision. Eternals. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Werewolf by Night. Ms. Marvel. She-Hulk. Black Panther. Black Widow. Moon Knight. Doctor Strange. Shang-Chi. Loki. And then No Way Home. Okay. Yes, I liked Black Widow and Moon Knight more than Black Panther. Fair play. Absolute fair play. And I really enjoyed Black Widow. But yeah, yeah, I like my ranking. I like my ranking as well. I think I have to change my one on my letterbox a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to as well. But yeah. Um, MCU Phase 4, what do you think overall of the MCU Phase 4? Um... I think it's been good. I think there's been a lot of more stronger moments than than others. I think I think it's a bit like phase one. It's finding its feet again after this kind of you know after the Infinity Saga, and I think it can only go up from here. I think there were some weak entries, um, but I think it looks promising for the future of the MCU. Yeah, you? I definitely think there's too much stuff. Um... But kind, I mean, I, I, we all want to see more things. Is really like we we all complain there's too much stuff, but like we all wanted to see things like Moon Knight come to be a Black Widow film, sort of, you know, like She Hulk. There all there's a load of things in there that we wanted to see. Yeah, but it does feel like too much. Yeah, it does a little bit. Um, and you do have that thought that if, maybe if we didn't have a pandemic in the middle, maybe it would have been a feel felt a bit better. <laughs> yeah, it would have been more spaced out. I think. Um, but overall, yeah, I've liked Phase 4. I think it's... I actually think it's not as strong as Phase 3. But okay. then again, Phase 3 had Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. And it also gave us, like, you know, like Civil War, Spider-Man back in the MCU. Yeah. yeah. yeah it did. Or Ragnarok. Like, it gave us a lot of things. Um, but I am still excited to see where it goes. And obviously, we've got... I haven't got them in order on here at the moment, but like Ant Man is the next film. Yep. And we've got Secret Invasion as the series, and then we've got things things like the Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy, Fantastic Four, Blade, Captain America, New World, New World Order, Thunderbolts, obviously Kang Dynasty, Secret Wars. We've got some point we're getting mutants. We've got Deadpool three. Yep. Shang Chi sequel is confirmed, but we don't know when. <laughs> Armor Wars. <laughs> Fucking is a yeah. movie. And in terms of shows, obviously, we've got Ironheart, Loki Season 2, What If, Zombies, Echo, Agatha, Covenant Chaos, Wonder Man, Daredevil, and then things like the Vision series, Nova. So, we still have loads of stuff to come. Yeah, it's looking exciting. It is. It's always exciting. But let's hope that... I hope that 
they start I don't know, Marvel just or Marvel DC just Marvel DC. Marvel Disney just pay pay your fucking visual effects artists more. Yeah, that'd be quite nice. Give them enough time to work on projects because you look they're not looking great at the moment. Nah, yeah. And yes, people will still watch them no matter what, but come on. We've just had a tentpole film come out that's gonna hopefully change the face of Hollywood visual effects again in the in Avatar Way of Water. So Yes. So like, let's actually take a lesson and be like, let's maybe spend a little bit more time on these projects or pay them more so that they will want to work on them. <laughs> I highly agree. Highly, I don't highly know agree. what the big, I don't know what the real solution is here, but like, I think maybe space out your projects a bit more. Space out your projects. You need more time, more people and, ad- and, and adequate, and they need to be on better pay so that they, they, want to come into work and they're not run down and they're not you know tired all the time because it's not fair on them they're putting all this work in and they're not they're not seeing the benefits of it and i think uh, that's that's not fair so um, no it's we want to see we all want good stuff exactly um but yeah that's the mcu phase four and that brings us to the end of these topics for this series of it the does. podcast it does. Because next time we're going to be doing our best and worst stuff of 2022. We are. We are. Correct. Um, so get ready for that. We don't. We might have some more categories this time. I've I've got like things for my own thing, obviously, because I do my own awards. Yep. And I've got most of that ready. But we've got that stuff to talk about next time. Um, exactly. We've done this. We'll probably post our rankings on the socials once this episode's out. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. Just there'll be stuff to come. There'll be stuff to come, and then obviously you got a big, big. Well, not big, but you got our December bonus in January. Yep. yep. This month, because this is January right now. <laughs> Correct. Um, and yeah, and then then a break, a break until you know we decide that we want to come back and annoy you again. Exactly. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens next time on this podcast. Harry, what do we do next? Well, the thing we do next is we let you know where to find us because the best way to keep in touch with everything, two smoking microphones. I will. I will say before we before we tell people where to find us, just before we do, um, Twitter is like a hellscape because it's owned by Elon Musk. So just follow us on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Um, (laughs) We are on everything. Um, We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. But you know, follow us on Instagram primarily. Um, it's probably a bit better but like i don't know i don't i'm getting twitter's not fun anymore <laughs> yeah i might i might get rid of my twitter at some point but um we are two smoking microphones everywhere and you can email in we are the two we are two smoking microphones pod at gmail.com let us know what you think um even though we're not big fans of twitter we do have our own twitter accounts connor is connor jordan underscore 96 where you will find his link tree to his blog his Twitch and all his like reviews. Well, and, like, actually, at the moment, you won't find my link tree on there because that was one of the big issues with Twitter as well is that they were going to take away you being able to share links. But I'll probably put it back on there. Okay, when he puts it back on, look there, um, and you will find me at Harry Young Edits on Twitter as well. There, you'll find the link to my blog, Review Lab, and its podcast. Um, but yeah, um, Twitter is a hellscape. Good luck out there. Um, mm-hmm. If there's anything else you want to say? No, enjoy your MCU scones. <laughs>